You're listening to the Crypto Markets Wiki podcast, brought to you by John Lothian News. Welcome to the Crypto Markets Wiki podcast. I'm Matt Rabel. Today, I am here with Magnus Onquist. Magnus, welcome to the program. Thank you, Matt. I'm, I'm really excited to be here and I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Do you want to fill our audience in on a little bit about who you are and uh, what your background is? Sure, absolutely. So I recently joined a really exciting company called Xperi, where I'm heading up exchange development. And I have a, a long sort of 20, 20 plus years experience working for various software vendors in the, in the fintech industry. So it's, it's names like OMX and Smarts and SunGuard and most recently, I was with Aquis Exchange. What is it about Xbury that uh, attracted you to the company? I know that you you left your previous position uh, in January. What was it that enticed you about Xbury? Sure, it, several things. I mean, it, it's a it's a great set of people and and a very exciting very exciting technology that that's been developed here. The, so the, the the matching engine that we provide to to the market. They, what really excites me about it is is its its ability to scale scales with ease from tiny, tiny micro markets all the way up to national stock exchange levels. Uh, it's cloud ready through 24-7 trading, and it's, it's properly prepared for digital assets. And it, especially the scale, it, it's, it, it was one of the things that frustrated me with, with, with uh, working for previous vendors is, is this, you, you, you meet an entrepreneur and they have this great idea. And they want to try it out, but but they just can't afford the full proper system that that meets regulatory approvals, and uh, because they're cumbersome and large to deploy, it takes a long time before before your your market actually is ready for production, and it comes with it with a very big price tag. We're turning all of that to its head. We can we can deploy very quickly, very easily, you know, literally within minutes, and and you have your fully capable system up and running, and you can fail fast with us, which I think is great. Wow. Yeah, that that's really something. How have uh, you and your company been dealing with the pandemic and the quarantine? Are you all working from home still? Yeah, working from home. You know, it's a funny one because I, I would have I would have worked from home anyway. Uh, you know, with, <laughs> we're, 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 we're a startup, right? And I'm, I'm, the, I'm the guy in London. So, so my, I, I was ready for a home office anyway. So, you know, for me personally, it hasn't been much much of a difference. I've saved a lot in in traveling times, having Zoom meetings instead of face to face meetings, which works remarkably well, actually. For my for my colleagues, uh, in mainly in Tel Aviv, they they of course work from home, but that's that's just been an advantage for me because you know I'm I'm kind of we're all working on on the same level. They're not in one meeting room and and me on a screen, but we're all on the, in front of screens. So. Collaboration and working together has, has just been really smooth, actually. Yeah, it, it sounds like they're they're excited to have you. You have made a bit of a name for yourself as a financial technology expert, specifically developing market surveillance and compliance technology, I understand. And I understand that your expertise for the latter applies to several regions across the world. How did your background in that sort of fintech development play into you becoming Xbury's head of exchange development? I think it really helps, right? So, so having having a solid understanding of the clients' environment in which they operate is is of course key. And regulation is such an important part of this industry. So, uh, and especially if you look at the digital assets and how they know, now are maturing, the, all, all the new initiatives I'm talking to, they 
they just take it take it from from the start that they want to be similar to an MTF or an ATS, for example. So for me to have that solid understanding what that actually means, what it entails, what what requirements there are not only on the matching engine but also on the organization itself, and and understanding how how what, what tools they need and what data they need to do proper market abuse detection and make sure they provide only markets is is a great help. What kind of demand are you seeing for digital asset products and who is asking for them? I think that's a great question. It, it's such a big, big, vast span of different types of initiatives. And I think p- people are now beginning to realize and see the benefits of actually digitizing your your, your assets. So, so again, back to this entrepreneur who has this great idea. They've dreamed up a new, exciting financial instrument that they, they want to offer to, offer to to the capital markets and they then want to see secondary trading in, in that instrument as well. And, you know, the, to tokenize that and to then have coins uh, and allow near real-time settlement and reduce reduce uh, the need for margins and, and collateral and just making your market much more f- flexible and fluid is, is it's such an enabler. And, it, and it's so exciting to see just the, the creativity in this space. So, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to art dealers, I'm, I'm speaking to various, you know, even farmers and, and mill owners who, who, who wants to put their corn into a token and, and with a quality stamp kind of then follow the life cycle of that corn from, from the farmer to the mill to the, to the producer. Of, and it's really exciting to see. You know, at time of recording, the majority of the world is still, for the most part, kind of either in quarantine or playing it safe given the state of the pandemic, do you think that this whole sort of situation is going to affect how this kind of technology is developed? It's a good question. I mean, I what I see are, are two things. I mean, th- things are a bit slower um, and, and people are a bit more considerate and, and careful. But it, it's this pause has also enabled people to kind of stop and think a little bit and, and you know, it, it, what I'm seeing is, not, not least with myself, is that it, it, it's suddenly more important to future-proof things. You, you kinda, you're, you're a bit more considerate and a bit, bit more careful how you spend your money. And I, I, I actually see that as a positive outcome. You know, and for, and for, for someone like Xperi that, that scales and, and can be really agile and, and work with really short kind of development cycles, it, it's, we're a really good partner in that environment. You can evolve and grow and... Um, and you know what you're building is future-proof. Well, speaking of uh, future-proofing things, there is kind of a growing need for strong cybersecurity measures in pretty much every industry these yeah. days, especially something like fintech. Yeah. And double and triple that for the digital asset space, which you know has had problems in that sort of area before. How how does Xberry secure its platform? Yeah, yeah, that that is so important. And then there are you know there are no shortcuts here. The our first customer is, is an MTF. The, and what that means is that we are now already, and for, for your US audience, that's that's sort of similar to or equivalent to an ATS. So what that means is that we're now going through the hoops and loops that we need to, to do in order to satisfy reg, local regulators in, in that our setup is, is secure and safe and robust and reliable. There are several things to do there. The, the, there are lots of different security reviews that you can you can do. Um, we're looking at buying an automated daily kind of 
it's a bot that kind of goes through your entire system and just checks and, and make sure your configuration is, is up to date and meets industry best practices. And that you then couple with, with regular penetration tests. So you have a credible external party that goes in and, and tries, to, tries to break your system and tries to get in. You have to be really careful here. You know, your customers, it's a, it's a mission critical system and then any kind of any, any kind of attack that impacts the, the ability to provide services or, or even worse, the loss of data uh, is, is catastrophic. So, you know, it, it just, you know, we have to be ahead and it's an arms race. It's, it's a continuous, continuous, non ever ending story of, of just keeping it up to date. So there's a lot of talk these days about central bank digital currencies or CBDCs. The Chinese government announced that they're working on one at least. And there's also been a lot of scuttlebutt over here in the U.S. that the Fed is giving the technology serious consideration more than ever before. You know, it's it's still a bit of a, a controversial topic, but if such a thing were to become commonplace, how would that affect Xbury's business? You know, I, th- I think it's a really interesting topic. And me, I'm, I have a Swedish background. I'm, I'm Swedish. So I'm, I'm watching the, the Swedish central bank's experiment with the e-krona quite, quite closely. And I, I think it's, as you say, it's controversial, but, but I, I think it's really interesting. You know, the, the, the benefits for the, for the central bank to have control of how much money is in circulation and, and full traceability of where it is, it, it just, you know, it's a mind-boggling perspective. They, they will have such a strong lever in, in combination with setting interest rates to, to control money flows. So, you know, I understand where they are coming from. For us, I mean, we're, I mean, we're, we're so ready for for digital assets. I mean, it, it, coins that we see being being used for for settlement. I mean, if if that is a an e currency recognized by the central bank, so much the better. You know, it kind of it saves the the, the payment portal exchange from coin to, to fiat uh, or or to some other cryptocurrency if, if that is what what you have appetite for. So. For us, it would be great. It would just, it would be even more plug and play. How do you feel about CBDCs, central bank digital currencies? Personally, are you a fan of them? Do you think that there's anything about them that maybe needs uh, development? Well, um, I, th- I think it's a really exciting evol- development, and I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm a kind of take a very technical background and an engineer, so you know, I, I kind of welcome these kind of initiatives. I think it's exciting. The current, the current fiat, the current concept of money we have, where banks and governments basically creates creates uh, money, and the, the amount of money is is controlled by insolvency directives like Basel, Basel III and so on. It, it's all pretty dull, and it's it's a very dull instrument in controlling how much money actually is in circulation, and and it it seems all very archaic and old-fashioned. So, you know, why not? I think it's an exciting evolution. I want to go back to Xberry's uh, development for a sec. Bitcoin has had its share of problems scaling. Ethereum has been kind of going through the ringer the past couple of years. How does how does Xberry manage to allow for scaling? Sure. Well, it, it's a, it's a long and complicated answer if I'm if I if I go into too much detail. But the the the, the I mean the short the shortest kind of. One-liner answer is that the matching engine is decoupled from the ledger. So you have a tight integration with the ledger, but the actual actual 
matching happens happens in a in a centralized matching engine. The the matching engine technology is is based on on uh, we we use Kubernetes containers and it's built on a on a, on a uh, distributed computing technology called ScaleCube that is is developed for microservices. So that allows us to build tiny, tiny microservices that, that are managed independently of each other. Uh, and and another, another really innovative aspect of the system is that it, it's kind of have two halves. The, the actual matching engine is, is isolated and well-contained and all the data relating to the orders and the trades and the order trail of those is, is kept in one, in one part of the system. And then you have a management module that sits quite separately. So this this allows you to kind of scale up the ma- the matching engine by by keep your management module where it is. It also allows you to manage several matching engines from one central console. And each each matching engine can be its own exchange or its own market or or a test system or a DR site or whatever you need it for. And that just turns you know it just opens up the whole a whole new world of possibilities for exchange. You know, to launch a new test system, it's, it's done. It's done in minutes to launch a new exchange in a, in a new part of the world. Bar regulatory approval and, and other practicalities, getting the system up to start demoing and start showcasing. You know, you, all you need is, is 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 hardware or a cloud instance where wherever you need to be, and and you can blop. You can just get it up and running. And uh, it's mind blowing. It's really exciting. What is uh, what is your favorite aspect about working on the Xperia platform? Um, oh, it, it's great people. I, I just love the team where I'm working with. Um, you know, we're we're agile, we're enthusiastic, we're really excited about what we've built, um, and there is, of course, a lot still to do. You know, the customers come with new requirements, and and it's an ever evolving landscape. So you know. It, it's watch this space. I think we're in for a really exciting journey. What are you looking forward to most in the next year? It's it's kind of proving our concept, right? It, it's you know getting those first couple of customers live, getting getting testimonials from them, getting getting to work with those guys, and, and then just just kind of watch watch, well, be part of and, and work hard for for this to to continue growing. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, Magnus, thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Uh, Expertise sounds like a really interesting project, and I'll be keeping an eye on it to see see how things go. Sure, sure. All right. Well, thank you, Matt. It's, uh, I really enjoyed it, and, and uh, I hope your listeners will, uh, will like it as well. For more news, videos, and podcasts like this, head over to johnlothiannews.com.